this is Victoria Rose. My podcast is for you if you love to solo travel, choosing to connect with and experience other cultures and landscapes as you deepen your understanding of yourself and of others. Come, let's journey together. Why did the dog bite me? In this episode, I will share three insights with you. One, the story around why did the dog bite me? Two, I'll also talk about what not to say when a friend of yours is going through a significant situation. And three, three, (laughs) when to ignore the experts. We are coming to you today live from Hua Hin, Thailand. My name is Victoria Rose. When I returned to Australia in mid-December this year, I would have backpacked solo around Europe, Turkey and Asia Pacific on an Australian aged pension. I am 69 years old, so it absolutely is an aged pension. People have challenged me on this. They've said, how can you have done that? I've done the figures. It's not possible. Ta-da! Here I am, living proof that it is absolutely possible for you to backpack solo overseas. Australia's a long way away. It's not like popping across the pond when you're British and you want to go across to Croatia or Italy or Albania or Turkey or any of those other places. It's actually much harder and much more expensive when you're living in Australia. But I've done it. I'm walking my talk and I have lived my dream because that's what lies at the root of my entire journey is to inspire, to motivate, to show that it is possible to live your dream. The problem is that so many do not have a dream for a number of reasons that's worthy of another live stream, you need to identify what's important to you about life because you deserve it. Don't be one of those who was dead at 50 or dead at 60 and not buried till 80 or 90. You do deserve more than that and I'm here to tell you that. I have live streamed throughout those 10 countries my YouTube channel, and you can see what it's called here, as you can see, it's Victoria Rose Solo Travel. All you have to do is to go to YouTube and search for that channel, voila, up it comes. I have uploaded over 40 episodes. Pick and choose what calls to you. Are we talking about how I did it as far as expenses? Are we talking about who's better, Croatian or Italian men? I have fun with my live streams. My live streams are about sharing, engaging, entertaining. Not everyone's entertained, but anyway, you can't be all things to all people. 
And guess what? There's a link in the description to my book as well. Go ahead and read the reviews. See if my book is a wonderful reference for you to sort out that dream. What is it you want to do? If you don't have your goal, your plan, your dream, whatever you choose to call it, then you cannot take those step-by-step actions to get you there. As the saying goes, inch by inch, it's a cinch. Let's now go to the first insight. The story behind, why did the dog bite me? First of all, we have to I have to set the scene for you. One of the ways that I have managed to do all of this, so by the time I get back to Australia, it will be 16 months. How have I done that on an Australian pension? Well, one of the major ways is I have pet and house sat through most of those countries and volunteered my skills. Now, my skills uh, and something I love doing is supporting a small business, medium, big business as well, whatever. And I do that with my digital social media skills, specializing in chatbots. I've been able to offer those services as a volunteer in exchange for accommodation and most of the time, food. <laughs> now you don't have to have those specialist skills. You can be a carpenter, you can be someone who loves to look after kids, a gardener, there are just walking the, a dog, whatever it is. There are many things that you can do when you volunteer. Setting the scene here in Hua Hin, Thailand. I'm here because I accepted a gig to look after two beautiful rescue dogs, Fiona and Gracie. And they are beautiful. They're <laughs> uh, certainly they have rich and full characters. I live in a back street, quite a distance from the beach, sadly, at least a 50 minute walk. As someone told me a few days ago, Asia is not a place to walk. And so what I've learned is that that's true, uh, mostly. So what I've learned is when I get back to Australia and if I do carry out my intentions to come back to this area, to Vietnam, Cambodia, Malaysia, perhaps even here, unlikely, but you never know, uh, I would need to do it with a scooter license because there's no way I'm going to go on a scooter and I haven't been taught it. And besides, the other thing we have to be so aware of is I'm not covered for doing that in my insurance. So I live in a laneway at the back of a main street. This laneway is not very long, but it still has a lot of dogs. Now, these dogs mostly aren't street dogs. They're dogs that are owned by people. There are seven to eight, perhaps even more dogs in this very short laneway. As I'm about to go out of the gate, we're at the very top of the lane, there's always been a very aggressive big black dog on the right. And on the left, there are very old, 
aggressive two dogs, but they've always been behind the fence. Now, as you walk down the lane, there are these other dogs that come out and they bark and they snarl and I've been nudged way more than one time as well. So it's sort of, you just have to go gulp, be courageous and just walk. Just keep walking. Now I've been given advice by experts around how to handle when uh, a dog's behavior that you don't like, but we're going to cover that in tip three. What happened then? Why did this dog bite me? One night, it was about probably 6.30, 7 o'clock, hadn't been dark for very long, and I'm walking back up the laneway. The two dogs, Fiona and Gracie, had managed to get the gate open, their crafty little critters, and were racing down the laneway to greet me. At that exact moment, out of my peripheral vision, I noticed that where this aggressive dog was, the gate was open. The gate's never been opened before. In the next microsecond, I felt a bite in my thigh. I was not happy. I don't know if you've ever been bitten by a dog before, but it's not pleasant and all sorts of thoughts go through your mind in that moment. Once I realized that I had been bitten and I lifted up my dress and had a look, there were four fang marks and blood. So I screamed. <laughs> After I screamed, I yelled out in a really loud voice, your dog just bit me. And I kept yelling that out until the owner of that dog as a male, a Dutchman I think, I'm not sure of his nationality, uh, came out and I showed him the damage and I said, why is the gate open? Your dog is aggressive. He had initially apologized, but then he went on the defensive and he accused Fiona and Gracie of biting him, which actually I can put my hand on my heart and say would have to be ridiculous because Fiona would run away and Gracie would lick him to death. It's just not the sort of dogs that would bite anyone. So there was a heated exchange and I threatened to call the police, which even then in my shock, I knew those words were wasted because you're not going to call the police in Thailand or a ranger or anyone, because there aren't rangers here, about being bitten by a dog. So the interesting thing about this is as I went in and had a look at the damage in the light and I didn't realize till later that I was in shock. So what could I do? I contacted my host via WhatsApp because she is a naturopath, an excellent naturopath. So I let her know what had happened and one of the benefits of Facebook when you're traveling is that you can join the groups and there's a group in Hua Hin called the Hua Hin Ladies. I had already joined that group and introduced myself 
So I made this post that, look, I've been bitten and, and asked for recommendations because the other thing that I don't have in Thailand is I haven't bought a SIM card. So I cannot make calls. I'm relying on an internet connection where I can call WhatsApp, where I can call through Messenger. But certainly, I just wasn't sure what the heck I was going to do on this occasion. Now, I had a lot of advice on what to do. By that time, thankfully, the naturopath who was my host here, she, who's currently in Switzerland, she uh, advised me on a course of action. And because I'm an adult, I decided what course, course of action to take. We're five days down the track and I have to say, I'm really, really grateful that I didn't do what everyone suggested. Go and get a tetanus injection and go and get a rabies vaccination. I have very solid reasons why I didn't want to do that. Those reasons are not to be talked about here on this live stream, but if you're really interested, you could go to my over 60 Still Fabulous page and I lay out all of those reasons. And for anyone that cares to be open to, hmm, is there another way? Is the way that I have been, I've known to be true for my entire life, is there another truth? And knowing that other truth, would that benefit me? So that's the first point. That's the story. So why did the dog bite me? Well, I don't know. The dog couldn't tell me, could he? It was a male dog too, by the way. No pampered pooch there behind the fence, magnificent building behind the fence. They've got all the modern conveniences, but the pampered pooch does not talk. All I have to do is make up a, a reason why I was bitten in my own mind, which is what we do with so many things. We do a mind read. What happens when we die? We don't actually no, until we experience that, then we find out. <laughs> so why did the dog bite me? So like everyone, I do have an idea around this and I believe I've not seen that dog before. I'd only seen the big standard poodle who was always very aggressive. That might even have been the one that bit me. You don't pick up these finer points when you're in shock. What I think happened is that that dog could have seriously bitten me. That dog could have bitten into my thigh so deeply and peeled the flesh off the back of my thigh. The dog didn't do that. All the dog did was just sort of bite me, almost gently, left me with four fang marks. It could have been so much worse. What's my mind read? Because we so often do this, don't, don't we? We mind read people, we mind read animals, and what we're doing is projecting our ideas around what just happened. What I think, I don't know. What I think just happened was it was a combination of those, my Fiona and Gracie, 
the two dogs that I'm looking after running down, wagging their tails, two females, and there's these two male dogs behind the fence, but the gate not closed quite properly. One of them had never seen me before, so I was a stranger. And so he just needed to let me know to wake me up and to let me know, watch out. Okay, so why did the dog bite me? I have no clue, but many other people had a clue. Again, I'm talking about the mind read. And this takes us into the second insight from uh, that I learnt and I wish to share with you right here, right now. Even if you only take note of this second insight, I can promise you that will, will make a big difference to your relationships. What is it that we must not say to a friend, this is the second point, to a friend who's in and going through a significant situation. So many people launch straight away into coaching mode. And what they do is they come out with wisdom, often not their own words, often quotes that they, that they have taken on board and that they believe is true. And, and they say that, you know, it reminded me of when my daughter was going through you know, one of those many times that we all go through as we're growing up. I shared with my daughter my motherly wisdom and I'll never forget what she said. She said, Mum, that's not helping me right now. And I finally got how what I was saying to her was not helping her right now. I want to give you some examples of that. When your friends do share with you their words of wisdom, they are coming from a good space. They are coming from their love for you, their admiration of you, wherever that space is. It's a good space, but there is a rule. Do not launch straight into coaching the person. Here's an example. Now, this didn't actually happen to me. It just so happened that I saw this on the same day that I was receiving the messages from the very few people that I let know that I had just been bitten by a dog. I saw a post where another person was talking about a difficult situation and someone had posted just these words, as within, so without. I have to tell you guys, that's not useful. Do I believe that? Yep, I do. It's got an element of truth to it. But it's not useful when someone's either in shock or going through the pain or down, whatever you want to call it. And I'll give you another example. I can still fall prey to this. As I've mentioned, I have a digital social media consultancy specializing in chatbot marketing. Facebook, if you're running any sort of business on Facebook, you would know there've been massive changes and more to come recently. I think it's a good thing. But the turmoil and the change is a bit hard to stay on top of as we're going through the stages. One of my clients, I had shared with her two or three videos, very short ones, to help her see the steps that she must take. I'd actually gone out of my speciality of chatbots here. And her response was, 
Oh, this is so scary. I responded, and this was the first sentence of my response. Oh, don't be scared. And then I realized I'm doing it too. I am not hearing or validating how she is feeling right now. Thankfully, I caught myself. Lifelong habits, you need to have an awareness about those things that you've habitually done. So I deleted that. Whew, thankfully, I didn't press send. And, I, and then I changed that too. I can understand why you are feeling a bit scared right now. Together, we'll walk through this step by step. Do you see the difference, guys? So we had a talk about this later and she said to me, oh, it's interesting. I was feeling scared, but when I got that message from you, it was a big relief to me because I felt, well, you'd heard that I was scared and you weren't judging me because I was scared. And you know, perhaps you were kind of a little bit scared too. And the fact that we were going to work through this together was an enormous help to me. So what's the takeaway from point two? What not to say, that's point two, what not to say to a friend going through a significant situation? Well, the point is, do not coach, do not come with your wise words. That can be the second message. The first message, the first things you say, if you're going to call them, you have to find common ground. You have to respond as though you've heard their pain, as though you've understood their situation. And often we can't do that unless we've been in a similar, it can never be the same, in a similar situation ourselves. That's such an important takeaway. There was a response that I got where these guys did launch into coaching. I know these guys, it's what they do. And I know that they do have a love for me. And I actually thank them because when I felt what I felt, when I read their kind words as and uh, couched as coaching to where I needed to ask myself certain questions, the first message did not need to be that. I need to know that they understood what I had just gone through. Okay, I hope you're enjoying this live stream so far today. Let's talk about now the third point. So the third point is when to ignore experts. I've already mentioned that when I shared that I just had this dog bite, I'm in Thailand, rabies is in Thailand and, and many other places too, by the way. And the advice that I got was to have a tetanus injection and a rabies injection. Yep, and I've already let you know that I chose to take the advice of uh, my host, who is a renowned naturopath. And it's turned out really well for me. I'm so glad that I did so. But what I want to talk about is the advice that I got from two people in particular around dog behavior. So here's the first piece of advice that I, that I had had prior to the dog bite. And this person is a big animal rescue woman. She is amazing. My gosh, she's inspiring. Her heart bleeds for 
the street dogs, and she does so much to help them, to support them, to rehome them. I would like to say though that the advice given by someone who's used to treating street dogs uh, in her area or, or dogs that aren't on the attack may not, and it may, but may not work. First of all, before I go into, no, actually I'll tell you, her, her advice was, okay, you need to kneel down. You need to kneel down, be at their level. You don't give them eye contact and you hold out your hand so they can sniff you. Now, that's, a, that's valid, that's absolutely valid. We need to discern though, in the situation, is that advice valid? Now, from a, another woman whose expertise is in dog behavior, carry a stick. That's what you're going to have to do for now. And she very kindly offered to have a chat when she returned. I had advice from other people who had situations where they were under attack by street dogs. And their advice was to carry a stick. I did not walk down this laneway for four days until after I was bitten. I had to do it because I didn't realize actually how scared I was. I thought, crikey, will I survive a second bite? Will it happen again? I wasn't certain what to do. But I decided, remember Victoria, how you best live life is at the intersection of connection and courage. I'm not quite sure I was thinking about dogs, dogs biting me uh, when I say that sort of thing. So I thought, no, I can't be a prisoner because I am quite a long way away from most places that I'd want to go to. And even though taxis certainly are cheaper here, remember, I'm doing this on an age pension. I cannot get a taxi every day. It just isn't in the budget. I thought, no, I'm going to be brave. I am going to walk down this laneway. I checked first just to see if those bad black dogs were there. And if the gate was open, it wasn't. And they weren't there. Because normally they're aggressively going, ah, 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 <laughs> uh, behind the fence. Thank goodness. I can do this. So I'm walking down, walking down. And I'm almost at the end. And I think, oh, when? The last lot of naughty dogs came racing out. Now these dogs are the ones that have nudged me before, but they've never actually bitten me. But what they did this time was not bite me physically, but one of them bit the hem of my dress. I don't know about being brave, but I can't tell you it was a bit scary after after what had happened. So what to do? I had to not be a prisoner in this home. I had to be able to walk down this laneway because also I was not getting my exercise in. Now, by the way, guys, walking 50 minutes in 75 degree humidity is not the most fun, especially with all of the cars and the scooters and there's nowhere to walk on a path or very rarely uh, but I digress <laughs> just yesterday I thought no now what am I going to do I need to go down this laneway again because I want to walk to the beach 
So I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. Will I carry a stick? Hmm. I don't like the idea of carrying a stick for some strange reason. I do agree that carrying a stick is about aggression. And here I am, I'm going to harm you. But is that a good thing? Oh, I was conflicted. But I want to show you how I dress. So I'm wearing my hat. Beautiful hat, isn't it? And I'm wearing my sunglasses. I am staggered that in Australia, I really, really, really ever wore sunglasses. But I've discovered that here in uh, Thailand, it happened in Croatia and in Italy, I had to wear sunglasses. But here I am, and I'm walking down the street, down the laneway. And I get to the end one again. And you know, perhaps I was fearful. Who knows? I get to that end one again. All of a sudden, three dogs this time, three white dogs come racing out so fast, snarling and barking. Oh my God. <laughs> so think of the advice that I've been given. Get down to their level, hold your hand out. Don't give them eye contact, carry a stick. This is where I reacted intuitively and I reacted this way because this is the way I handled the Fisher Street mountain dogs that I came across in, in Turkey. And this is how I've been watching my dogs here handle those naughty dogs down the bottom of the laneway. So what did I do? Imagine, I'm walking along and all of a sudden I, I hear them and I look around and there they are racing for me, the three of them, and they weren't very far away. My immediate reaction was to do this. So I turned my head, I stopped, and admittedly I was wearing sunglasses so they couldn't see that I was actually making eye contact. <laughs> and guess what they did? They stopped. They just stopped in their tracks and backed away. That wasn't hard. So I took another couple of steps and then whizzed around again and looked at them. And they had backed away a bit, but they were still watching me. I gave them a stare and then I turned around and kept walking. I heard a little whoop, but that was about all. Go figure, guys. I, against all of the advice that I've been given on how to handle dogs, that's the way that I will do it from now on. Who do you know who would love to receive my podcast to get the tips, the strategies, real life experiences that have supported me throughout my solo travel? I'll catch up with you in my next episode. Music